Sci-Fi Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pellicone. Always so happy. Uh, You're listening. This episode's fine. You're listening to episode 25 of The Spin Chagrin. And last week's category was video game movies. Is that correct? Something like that. Um, I did a little bit of research. This was shocking to me, Frank. Uh, Do you know how many live action American video game movies exist? Do you want to take a guess? 32. It's, oh, that's, huh, never mind then. Um, it's 44, but um, I, I would have guessed there was many more for some reason. Oh, I don't no. know why. Yeah, no. You have to figure that you don't get the first live action video game movie until... 93. Super Mario. Yeah. I'm trying to think, because before that, it's all like cartoons and stuff. That's where you get the Saturday morning block that was like Rad Racer and sure. Captain N, the Game Master um the super mario super hour uh-huh. uh, all that shit was like from the late 80s early 90s yeah um yeah because it's like mario and then street fighter um yeah street fighter is actually 94 yeah i was in high school when i saw that yeah. um mortal Kombat. uh so anyway yeah. i mean and none of them really are blockbusters so it's not like it's a genre that people are Usually it's a low budget genre that people go back to because it's cheap and easy and you can get the rights to it. Um, right. Yeah. In Japan, if you look like, so when I was trying to figure out what movie to watch, um, and I've seen quite a few uh, video game based movies, um, a lot of the stuff that's actually worth watching is anime. And I'm really hesitant to like do anime unless it's like really specific to like whatever the category is now i don't know if any categories would meet that mm-hmm. um but there's some really good anime that's based on video games mm. um the dragon warrior anime is i i think fantastic from like the early 90s um and there's some other stuff like there's uh, uh what is that one that's out now grand blue saga or something like that that's a really good anime that's based on a it was like a mobile game and then the fighting game and now i think there's like an action rpg based on it Mm. um but it's also stuff that tends to be more niche and not something that's like a big franchise that most people would know sure um so we're actually doing a two for tonight uh because i watched the first movie and i was I didn't enjoy it, but I was like more nonplussed than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to have something else to talk about. So I watched another movie. Um, so we'll go with the nonplussed movie first and then the second movie. Glutton for punishment. Um, okay. We'll roll into that. And you know what? I'd, I'd watched all the regular podcast movies this week, except for like one pretty early, you know, so I didn't really need to do that and don't really have much else to catch up on. And there wasn't a whole lot that came out last week that I wanted to see. Um, so it was easy to do and honestly they both went by really fast in terms of like just the watching experience that's not true the first movie dragged like a motherfucker but the second movie went by really fast so Mm -hmm. um so the movie that's going to be in your header um when you post this this week is going to be the second silent hill movie silent hill revelation okay uh, which is also known as silent hill colon revelation 3d um it was not 3d obviously when i watched it but i could see like where they had basically aped friday the 13th part three and it's just like things are like pushed out to the screen and you're like all right 
that would have been 3d when i saw this in the theater okay um so i feel like silent hill is a pretty well-known uh video game series by most people um maybe not like a top tier name because it's been a few years since anything's come out but for a while like among i think people that play video games like people know um you know what silent hill is but if you don't know silent hill is a series that started in the um late-ish 90s like 97 98 um they're lynchian psychological horror movie games um where your protagonist is sucked into this town and then unable to escape and the town is basically full of these deformed monstrosities but it's all basically a reflection of some inner turmoil that the protagonist has or whatever i mean ultimately they end up being just kind of lame but like at the time they were really cool um some cool enemy designs and set piece designs and you know it's kind of especially in the playstation one era when you were first really like truly getting 3d or three-dimensional like gameplay um it was impressive so the first silent hill movie not very good um it's a middling adaptation um because honestly it doesn't translate well in the story because the story always ends up being kind of ridiculous uh so this is the sequel and it's actually a direct sequel to the first movie um including uh recurring characters of um uh what's his name sean bean and uh deborah kara unger um coming back as like the star-crossed lovers or whatever um and then in taking place in the same um town so it follows a character from silent hill 3 the video game um what is her name uh heather is the character but um she goes by sharon uh she's with the sean bean character she thinks that they're on the run because um he tells her that when she was young he killed a man who tried to like hurt her um but in reality they're on the run from like basically the denizens of silent hill because they want her for some reason one of those denizens is kit harrington of game of thrones fame um who woos her and kind of gets her to come to silent hill with him because he's part of this cult that exists in silent hill um that's trying to resurrect this dead god and they need her to do so Mm -hmm. um so they go into silent hill and like if you can imagine uh picture the nine inch nails video closer Mm -hmm. but more green and less sexy and that's what silent hill is it's just like a bunch of weird shit that that's supposed absolutely to, awful yeah right it's 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 not great it's a bunch of weird like neck beard shit that's supposed to make you pop and like oh that's so crazy but it's just like here's a dog with a butt for a face and here's a dude with a giant triangle on his right. head fucking pyramid head yeah pyramid head with a giant knife and here's some nurses with no faces and giant cleavage and like that's the scary things in silent right. so it's like a fucking crumb like here's a room full of hands um so anyway so a bunch of shit happens and they are going through this town and he gets kidnapped and then she has to like weave her way through these subterranean prisons basically um 
and then she rescues him and she finds out that she's actually oh man oh my god there's this amazing scene where um fuck i gotta look up his name malcolm mcdowell is playing the leader of the cult that's been like imprisoned underneath the city and he's blind and heather has this medallion um it's the amulet of the 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 metaton or something metatron the fucking angel of god thing and there's two halves of it and she has one half but she needs to find the other half because that's what's going to break the curse of silent hill because they've, they've they've kidnapped sean bean by the way sean sean mm-hmm. bean's kidnapped so she's talking to malcolm mcdowell and she's like oh i just need to find the other half of this and he's like i don't need to see to know what that is he's like let me feel it to make sure and she's like mm, are you trying to trick me and he's like oh no 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 i'm blind how can i trick you so of course he's trying to trick her so he takes the medallion and he pushes it into his stomach and it's the funniest thing because it's like basically like his gut is like eating this medallion he's like <laughs> and then he regains the power of sight and turns into this like demon thing um so she like runs away from him for a couple of minutes but he catches her but after he catches her like she looks down and like his whole rib cage is open and the medallion's just there so she just reaches down and grabs it and he like disintegrates and that's the end of that it's like the it's like the, the, the stupidest like protection ever Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell like making questionable fucking decisions since 1988 like uh, you know he heroes have gotten canceled at this point so um so anyway so she now has both pieces of medallion they go to they go to a, this carnival this demon carnival because of course the entryway to the cults like whatever main hideout is underneath this this carnival and so it's it's the shit you would expect it's like clowns going <laughs> you know i mean because right because right. people that have no imagination like think that the same things over and over are creepy but really they're just lame like mm-hmm. that shit's lame but it also is directly pulled from the game so i don't maybe they're just trying to play homage or whatever um so kid harrington gets captured um so she gets on this this uh merry-go-round because she dreamed this in the beginning of the movie like all this comes back because she sees this in a dream to open the movie and this chick pops up and is this little kid and then all of a sudden the little kid is like a teenager and she's like and all the so all the cultists have surrounded you know the merry-go-round and they're coming to get um heather and this Alyssa, who they keep talking about, is this like dark haired goth chick, and she pops up and she's like, This is a place built on nightmares, and what their nightmare is, is me. And then they all catch on fire and they die. Christ. So then Alyssa and Heather, Heather's like, You won't do anything to me. And Alyssa's like, Why do you think that's true? And she's like, Because I'm you and you're me. And she's like, Sister mother we're all together now self or something like that so then they hug each other and Alyssa gets sucked into her body so now they're like one person so then she goes downstairs and like the thing opens up and she goes down and Kit Harrington's tied up and Sean Bean's tied up and um uh Carrie Ann Moss is standing there and she's like with no eyebrows she looks terrible and she's like oh you just got to give us the medallion so we can resurrect this god and then that god is going to fuck you and you're going to give birth to the new god and she's like 
Heather's like, that sounds like a really bad idea. And she's like, look, just go with it. Like, it's fine. Mm. It's, it's for the best of the world. But then Heather doesn't go with it because she says, hey, Carrie Ann Moss, come here. And then she holds up the medallion and basically like the Alyssa thing comes out and burns away all of Carrie Ann Moss's flesh. So then she turns into this like, you remember Voldo from um, Soul Calibur? Absolutely. I remember yeah, Voldo. she turns into this Voldo looking thing like that she do like all like the weird backwards yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. like twisting around she's got blades uh-huh. on her arm she's like uh-huh. eating and aching or whatever mm-hmm. but that pyramid head comes in and he's like nah man and then they start fighting each other for no reason like now pyramid head's a good guy what um yeah is so, pyramid head trying to fuck her no he's not really trying to fuck anybody he just like sadly like drags his knife around and chops off people's arms okay um just trying to figure out the motivation. there's actually this really long scene where pyramid head's walking down like there's this row of prisons with all these like crazy people reaching out their arms trying to grab Heather and Pyramid Head's like nah and he just comes and like chops off all their arms it's just like arms everywhere it's um something hmm. um so they fight each other and Heather and Kit rescue Sean Bean and they all leave and um the Carrie Ann Moss woman gets beaten up by Pyramid Head and the whole place catches on fire and then she dies and um they leave and like you know go back to the surface and now it's like snowing in silent hill even and it's like daytime even though it was night and it was um like not snowing mm-hmm. because that happens in one of the silent hill games everything's like covered with snow yes um so they're walking down the street and kid harrington and heather are together now and sean bean's like nah man I got to stay here and find your mom. And she's like, nah, you, I just like risk my life to rescue. You got to come with me. And he's like, no, no. Once I find your mom, I'll come find you. Um, and then they leave and they walk out to the road and this guy picks them up in a tractor trailer. And he's like, where are you going? And she's like, as far as you'll take me. And they drive away. And that's the end of the movie. So Silent Hill. Sounds Poland, fascinating. Revelation 3D. It's really boring. And it's incredibly... It has an incredible amount of mediocre pretension to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's trying to be artsy and um, dark and mysterious, but it just ends up being silly and stuff that actually works in a video game setting. Like when you're playing it for the first time and like, you know, you're controlling the character and then something in the background moves or something's in a different place. Or, I mean, even honestly, like in Silent Hill 2, when you see Pyramid Head for the first time, it's a pretty friggin' like weird and an impressive scene, but like ten years later, that shit's a meme, you know. Like it's it's not like scary anymore, and just turning everything green and red and having everything look dirty and people look all fucked up. I mean, it's just not. I don't know. So, uh, admission here, I've never played um, to the point of like putting in hours any of those Silent Hill games. Yeah ever like okay. it's like i've played like 15 minutes of one 20 minutes i thought of you another. played no. i thought you played the room for a long time no no i wonder who that was no um the only thing i know about silent hill is what people have told me some videos i've seen and like the 10 minutes playing here and there and then i i think we you and i watched the first silent hill correct in the theater yeah, i think you stayed stayed with us after work yeah. that one night um it was yeah something like that but um 
but I'm pretty, I'm, I know I saw it. I remember Sean Bean. I remember the fucking Ash Snow shit. Um, mm-hmm. So I know nothing about anything about this universe. Like, but you just describing that to me, I was, it's, it's exactly why I think I was never interested in those games. So, so let me, let me damn with faint praise um, the Silent Hill video game universe. The interesting thing about the games is that you, you, number one, I think when you're controlling the character, there's a little bit more interest than when you're just like observing the scene. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So every one of those games is about somebody that's done something terrible in their life. They have some tragic flaw and they've suppressed it, which is why they're in this like purgatory, basically. And the point of the games is that they're trying to write some wrong or figure out some you know, whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. so in the context of playing a video game and they're not fun games to play anymore like you can't go back and play the silent hill games and enjoy them because I'm it's sure. a funky ass resident evil style like, right, box right. Control yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um but in the context of like first playing the games in the 90s and early 2000s there was some enjoyment to it. like they were cool and it was it was interesting sometimes to like you know see those stories unfold but it's not interesting in the form of a like a narrative movie because there's no investment on your part. It's just like, I don't know. It's just not, it, maybe you could do it well. And I think you look at something like, like Inland Empire is the best Silent Hill movie that's ever been made. They don't need to make another Silent Hill movie because that movie captures exactly what a Silent Hill game is trying to present to you, if that makes sense. Okay. So I watched this movie. I was like, nah. Like, this is going to be like a 15-minute episode because there really ain't much to say about it. Um, So you and I had talked about a different movie. And I was like, you know what? I've seen like five minutes of that movie at one point, but I'm just going to watch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that is DOA from 2006, Mm -hmm. um, based on the Dead or Alive fighting game series, um, which came to prominence. Oh, this is the one with Kevin Nash. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh Uh-huh came to prominence in the late 90s on the original xbox and playstation um mostly known for um the ridiculous uh buxom physics of Mm -hmm. its female fighting characters so this is a game that basically invented um boob jiggle as a video game term in terms of like gameplay the games yeah. themselves are fun. Like they're, I don't like them as much Boob as like a funny term. It's what's what it is. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't like them as much as the like, definitely not as much as Tekken, and I like them a little bit less than like Virtua Fighter. But I mean, it's fine. Like if you play them, they're fine. 3D, you know, fighting games. Um, this movie is incredible, and it's a fucking terrible movie, but if so it got really it got really bad reviews and people were not like on board right but in all honesty it absolutely captures the feel of those games you know it's fan service because all the women are walking around like bikinis the whole time Mm -hmm. it's got the most ridiculous fucking plot which is like every fighting game i mean the idea that being like the best martial artist in the world can somehow lead to you like controlling the world is ludicrous like right. it's 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 a ludicrous premise sure. and the guy that's like 
vying for that title is Eric motherfucking Roberts. Yes. So the premise better. is that um the characters from the original Dead or Alive role in this movie, like they're represented in this movie. Um so the guy that was the original host of Dead or Alive died and his daughter took it over, but it was also he had a guy that was like his right hand man that was still like running the company because she couldn't be trusted to run a company or whatever. She's a woman, I guess. And it's Japan. Mm-hmm. Um so he has this nefarious plot where he's going to he has this scientist guy that works for him who's made these glasses where you can download someone else's like fighting style and then the glasses will predict the person's like moves based on like what fighting styles they know uh-huh. and then you can like fucking spy gate yeah right exactly you can like override their fighting style and just beat them up so this is how old ass eric roberts is able to compete against these um you know Young top of the line women. yeah well there's also some dudes too oh. right um ninja gaiden ryu hayabusa is actually a character in this movie oh okay he's a character in the fighting game series too but he's in this movie is he like um, a special character no, 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 he's just sure. one of the characters in the movie because okay. it's a um, Tecmo. Te- Tecmo is mm. the company that made Ninja Gaiden. Gotcha. Is the company behind Dead or Alive. Um, so anyway, so they're all invited to this fighting tournament um, where the prize is I don't know, like a couple million dollars or something like that, and then you get to be crowned, you know, the Dead or Alive champion for that year um which is like a big prestigious thing and i guess in the world of like martial arts there's got to be some tournaments like that where you know i guess mma has kind of taken the place of that in a lot of ways but it's the same idea right like these people all gather together to see who's like the toughest but again like the same thing happens in the tekken series where it's like oh you know we're calling them to the tekken tournament but it's just like we're gonna beat each other up and whoever wins is now like the god of the world or something it's fucking awful and ridiculous this movie is so much fun though like number one the fights in it are really well choreographed and enjoyable to watch like taking out the fan service aspect of it like the you know the the boob jiggle basically Mm -hmm. like every single actress they have in this movie is legitimately decent at like martial arts um surprisingly so in some cases and if this movie was so we marked out really hard to Tony Ja in the early 2000s and in yes. particular Ung Bak and The Protector. Like we liked those movies a lot and it was, they were action packed and the fighting was great in them and they're all ridiculous plots, but like you just get sucked into the action set pieces and the fighting. <clears throat> I legitimately think if this movie had been made in an Asian country with predominantly Asian actors and subtitled it would be like a cult classic like people would love this movie Hmm. i think it's because it's american and it's based on a fighting game universe that's not necessarily as like widely regarded as some others right and it's just kind of goofy because it's it's a ridiculous plot but like i think people would appreciate it a lot more i think it actually has some inherent bias to it and the fact that it's you know an english language movie that's has a ridiculous premise and has some scantily clad women mm-hmm. um i mean because it's it's jamie presley it's Devin aoki um 
Kevin Nash, like you mentioned, is a minor character in it. Um, Eric Roberts, you know, ridiculous. Sure. Earning that paycheck. Um, but all the fighting sequences are actually pretty cool for the most part. I mean, there's very little where it's not directed well or it's not, you know, like well done. And like shit like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, was nominated for and won like an Oscar, right? For best foreign film, I think. Um, it's no more ridiculous than that. You know, like people jumping all over the place and the wire foo or whatever they call it. So anyway, so all these combatants go to this place and the girls, the attractive women all make friends with each other. Um, and there's this subplot where Devin Aoki is this prin- this Japanese princess of this ninja clan and she leaves the clan to go find her brother who disappeared. Hayate is his name. Um, and so she gets like disbarred from the clan um, because like you're not allowed to leave the walled city. And so this assassin gets sent to kill her. But the assassin's really in love with her brother, and through, through all the fights, they find out the evil machinations of Eric Roberts. His name's Gideon, I think, by the way, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Um, so then they all have to fight against him, and they find out that her brother's actually alive because they thought he died in the previous DOA tournament, and everyone's in love with each other. Like, there's all these romances happening. And in the end, they knock the glasses off Eric Roberts, and he loses his power, and they beat the shit out of him and his super fortress explodes and then they all get away and then they set it up where i think that they thought it would be successful and they could do sequels um but that didn't happen so but just it's fun i mean it it felt it went by really quick the fight scenes were all good in all honesty the the only bad acting performance in the whole movie like bad is devin aoki devin aoki is a terrible actress and has no ability to communicate emotion or expression using her face like she's got one face and that face is mildly disinterested um Mm. and she's like the main character she plays uh the character kasumi um who's like the main character basically in the doa games um in terms of like the story you know she's kind of like the protagonist of it her and hayate and hayabusa um but other than that, like Jamie Presley is fine in it. Um, the woman that plays uh, the um, oh, that's Jamie Presley plays Tina Armstrong. That's um, Kevin Nash's daughter. Hmm. Um, Holly Valance, who plays this girl, this character Christy, like she's fine in it. Um, Sarah Carter, Helena as Helena Douglas is fine. Eric Roberts is just like chewing scenery, um, and he's always enjoyable to watch because he's just sure. Eric Roberts. Um, Kevin Nash isn't in it much, but the stuff he's in, like, you know, it's fun. It's, it's, it's fine. And it's, he definitely is like putting his all into it. Like you can tell he's just being a carny fuck like he is in wrestling. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, that's obviously to me, the most interesting thing about this movie is because you don't get, we never get to talk about Kevin Nash actually on a podcast. So it's like, is he, is he acting or is he just being a version of Kevin? No, he's acting. So they're all basically acting like, remember that at this point they have, three or four iterations of dead or alive to go off of sure so they're just playing the characters from the game i mean they talk like the characters from the game they act like them so it's it's an adaptation you know Mm -hmm. the other funny thing is one of the other things that dead or alive is like really infamous for 
is a series of spinoff games known yes. as Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, mm-hmm. which is where the, the the boob jiggle in physics is like kind of just a distraction in the games, in these really solid fighting games. Whereas in Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball, it's all about like what, like putting different bikinis on your women and having them play volleyball so you can see their boobs bounce up and down. Right. So amazingly enough, in the middle of this movie, in between matches, they have a volleyball match with the main four women wearing bikinis. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they can, you know. Right. But but again, like that's that's fun. You know what I mean? Sure. Like sure. there's no nudity in this movie. It's not it's exploitive in the sense that it's fan service, but it's not exploitive in the sense because the women are the most powerful characters and they're the main characters of the movie. Mm-hmm. so it's not like any women are being like subjugated or whatever i mean they're in charge like pretty much the entire time right it's just i don't know like i i legitimately enjoyed watching it and aside from just like cultural bias and the fact that you know genre movies tend to get shit on anyway i don't really understand why it got as bad a reviews as it did yeah it's interesting i mean i have not had enough time to do research into that i was more familiarizing myself um because again like here's the thing i was also googling boob jiggle to see if it was a popular phrase or not it's not it's just all porn hub and like you know like that kind of stuff is coming up so yeah. you you're maybe you'll popularize boob jiggle as, as it, yeah it's, it's 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 jiggle physics um <laughs> if you're going into this movie what are you expecting you know what i mean like if you're right. going to review this movie right and if you're being a legitimate, I think, objective reviewer, the fuck do you think's going to happen? Like, you're not going to get some kind of goddamn, I don't even know how to say it. Like, it's, if if you're disappointed in what you got here, then you were expecting the wrong thing. It's like, we used to, we used to talk all the time that I, you know, I mean, we don't talk about this on the podcast much, but both of us play video games and myself, like, very much into video games most of my life. And I used to get so annoyed at like review magazines where they would have somebody who legitimately did not like a genre review a game from that genre. Right. It's like, I don't care what that person has to say because, and I respect fully that everyone has their own opinion. So that's cool that you don't like, you know, if you don't like RPGs, I don't like, you know, FIFA games. Like I don't play soccer games. I don't find them fun, but I get that it's one of the most popular you know genres of sports games like those fifa games and i get that people enjoy it but you wouldn't want me to review your fifa games i'd be like this is boring as shit like i don't fucking know what to do like i'm kicking the ball and it's going out of bounds i don't feel like throwing it back in like fuck this game two out of ten outside of an interest piece or an interest review maybe i i agree with you largely i do think it's interesting to see what casuals might think of something uh um or people that aren't into something okay so maybe then if you have multiple people reviewing it and you right. have one person, right. you have the person that's super into the genre, the person that's kind yes. of like medium on the genre and the person where it's not. Yeah. So that way, like, because some games transcend, you know what I mean? Like some Absolutely. games are things that m- multiple people, despite their predilections, might still enjoy like playing a game of this nature. But if you just have one person reviewing the game, it should be somebody that's into that genre. Agreed. Because... Yes that's what that's what i want to know is like somebody who has similar tastes to me what do they think of right this game that i've been thinking about playing right and i feel that way about about movies too like i think that there's certain movies that like 
Well, it, it speaks to the video game genre to some degree, as you're as I'm sitting here listening to you, like uh, of movies. Like, I think it, it might honestly be the best video game adaptation I've ever seen. And that's and that's what I want to bring up is this idea of it being a video game adaptation versus the idea of it being almost like a video game movie, right? Like you know, whatever. There's 44 video game live action American movies. You know, um, they're all kind of adapted from these video games. But like you look at most of these. And a lot of them, like, stray so far from the video game itself. Sure. Street Fighter, Mario. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Right. And and the reason for that, like, is because they're trying to appeal to a... the, 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 The production company gets a hold of it, and they make a deal for this IP, and they're like, okay, we want to broaden the audience, right? So this was successful for a very specific reason among these like fans of the video game but we want to broaden this now and how do we broaden it and they go ahead and they end up like changing it and usually fucking it up most of the time it seems um or because it was just for those specific people and um you know and like they there is no way to broaden it or you have to bring in a writer and you have to flesh something out like you know it's like like this it's like you know like you said they had multiple games to work off of but it's like super mario brothers it's like okay it's like the most simplistic plot of all time right like you know um and like princess has been captured by you know like bowser and like mario's just trying to get to her um and rescue her like you got to have a writer to flesh out something there so like you have to create scenes and like you know probably jokes and like it's like um and right it depends on who you hire to do that and you're never gonna nobody's gonna be happy with these things so it's like as i see all these ips getting bought out like um um horizon zero dawn like you know i think prime like amazon like bought that ip and there was another one that just got bought like this past year that's really popular um it's like what are they going to do with these things right? right like i mean um so, and, so, so yeah, okay, yeah. go ahead, finish your point. I'm sorry. So, so, so all I'm saying is like, you know, if you, if you glance through the list or try to think in your mind of like video game adaptations, I'm just looking at the wiki page. Um, like compared, compared to this as a video game adaptation, do you think there's any other movies that like stick out in your mind that are good video game adaptations that you've seen? I've seen one of the Tekken video game adaptations and it's fine. I don't think it's as good as because Tekken is more like again it's this angsty pretension shit whereas Dead or Alive is just fun Mm -hmm. but it's a decent adaptation I mean it it captures the spirit of those games um uh, there's an upcoming one that I think has potential to be fantastic that actually really is set up to be um like a, a game that really deserves an adaptation and that's the um, fatal frame series hmm. <clears throat> has an adaptation that's been in production for like 20 years at this point that's finally <laughs> supposedly coming out next year that's- um again this is why it works best as anime like 100 percent, if you're watching a video game adaptation you mostly want to find an anime version of it because they're not restricted by special effects. They're not restricted by the limitations of their actors. You know what I mean? Like, right. 
they're 100 able to explore like everything that makes that video game great but something like horizon zero dawn it doesn't even make sense as a video game adaptation because it's basically just a cinematic game anyway like you're right. playing a movie right with you're playing a series of set interlinked set pieces by a narrative that has some open world exploration as like 50 percent of it you know 50 percent of that game is just watching a movie for the most part or interacting in a movie with your choices so i don't understand it's like the witcher like and i think the witcher is a fine show i enjoyed the first season of the witcher um i don't know there's like two more after that right i haven't watched any of them one yeah no i'm not a fan of the witcher games like i for whatever reason there's something about that universe as an rpg fan that i just don't particularly like Mm-hmm. like it's 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 a little too medieval for me i think like and not high fantasy enough right but it's a good adaptation of the books you know which makes it interesting because it's something different than the game while still like being recognizable as an adaptation of the game if that makes right. sense whereas something like they're doing that super mario movie with chris pratt or whatever mm-hmm. what fucking sense does that make like that's it or that rampage movie with the rock i mean Oh, number, right. That has one, nothing to do. Right. Who like, gives who gives a shit about Rampage in 2022? <laughs> and it's not even about, you know, it's it's not like what the game's about. I don't know. Okay, so real quick, I'm just misreporting this. It's Netflix that's doing Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, that's it's it, Prime picked up um, God of War recently, the IP, like to be able to do a show on God of War. Um, they are also the ones doing Fallout as well. Um, so that's Prime. okay. Fallout, I, I'll, I'll give you because I know that this is fucking such a long episode already. The God of War universe is you playing a character. You invest nothing in that character because it's all just, it's a very fluid, very well done third person action game. And then it takes over and it tells you the story. Like, you don't have any control over what happens in that story aside mm-hmm. from just beating whatever enemy was in the area before you. Like, they're talking for you. Sure. So what's the point in doing a movie based or a series based on it? Because you already just just play the fucking game. Like, it's... That's well, that, that, well, isn't that the point, though? Like, to some degree, is, like, what they're doing is, like, they're, they've already made the money off of you and me. So like they need to make the money they 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 give it you know they sell the rice to it so the, some they can try to make more money on a broader audience by like expanding things and turning into a tale just based in the same universe. You so and I, I will watch it and we won't like it probably um, because it'll feel inauthentic and all these other things. But they don't care about us, right? Like it's it's more now about like using the idea to be able to establish it to a broader audience that will never play video games. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I can see the Fallout universe because you can do whatever you want. Like, that's the fun of Fallout is that, I mean, shit, it's the fun of the Elder Scrolls series. Like, all Mm -hmm. the Bethesda games is that I don't have to do jack shit that you tell me to do. I can just go out and play this game however I want and create my own story and you know i mean that's sure sure. so there's a difference between like an open world thing like that to you and say the last of us which hbo is doing sometime this year or later next year or something like that i can't yeah that makes no sense just play the game right right that's what i'm saying it's like there's people that won't play the game ever so let now get money off of them is the idea i think yeah i mean i guess i get that i just i don't know but I, I think the it, there's is, something lost in the translation of it, though, is what I'm saying. It's like, so there's things that they're going to broaden it for a general audience, I think. Um, 
so I absolutely believe that video games can be literate and well-written and engrossing and a big part of that though comes in the interaction of you playing it's not in right the actual story and I just you know because there's that like Final Fantasy 6 one of my favorite games of all time there's something I'm just so satisfying about like beating some tough boss and then watching it come out because you're invested in it at that point. And I don't know that mm-hmm. that investment stays the same. Like, are those stories still compelling if all you're doing is watching somebody play it out on the screen with no interaction from you? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm yeah, I do. I'm curious, like how that plays out. But again, like the Fatal Frame stuff, I think you can actually make a movie out of that because it's a really cool setting it's got that uniquely like Japanese horror feel to it that can be really good when it's done right. And you you can be any like fucking creepy ass village. You know what I mean? Like that's what the fatal frame games are. I love those games. Whereas like with God of war, I thought the God of war from what is that now? Four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. I thought that was a brilliant game. Like one of my favorite games of the past, like five or six years. But I don't know that I necessarily want to see the story again. Or I don't know, you know, I'll wait until I play, if I ever get a PS5, till I play that game in real life before, you know, I'm fine without the ever, ever end, never ending adventures of Kratos, like all the time. Sure. So let me ask you another one. Um, Peacock is doing, well, Sony's doing it for Peacock, but um, is doing Twisted Metal. Do you know about this? Twisted yeah, Metal TV series? Yeah that actually has potential because mm-hmm. even though there's like a quote-unquote story in twisted metal mm-hmm. it's so much secondary to just playing the game that maybe like some kind of mad max-esque like vehicular combat with some characterization i might be all right with that yeah. somebody weird is playing sweet tooth who is it it's smojo the wrestler right okay. and but will arnett is voicing him <laughs> so picture that one yeah that's weird Yes, Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie is the one. <clears throat> I'm much more interested in watching that than I am in watching a God of War series. Hmm. Hmm. Because that could actually be something... Number one, when's the last Twisted Metal game? Like, fucking 12 years ago or something? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's unknown enough where if they take chances or they just make their own story, it could be interesting. Right. Who's Anthony Mackie playing? John Doe. I don't know. I don't know Twisted Metal that well. John Doe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be just character they fucking created, like, as the... Yeah, I don't know. Like, as an Everman type thing, you know? Um, Prime also bought up um, Mass Effect. Um, That's another one. That's an IP. I've already fucking done it, you know? Like, I've played all three of those games. I've seen the conclusion of that series. I'm, I'm fine. I thought about playing those games again recently, actually. I did, yeah, I have too, just because they're like, well, they might be free now on the um, PS the PlayStation thing, thing. Right? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just, I it's it's an interesting genre. There's uh, just because it's like there's more um, more movies than I thought, or I thought there were more movies than there are, and um, then I was going through them. Most of them were bad. <laughs> So, like, one of the problems was, you look at the Resident Evil series, 
Mm-hmm. Resident Evil series has almost nothing to do with the Resident Evil universe. And that's right. the problem. Is like I mean, I've enjoyed those games to various degrees, you know, since Resident Evil 1 and lessening degrees as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But it's like even the first Resident Evil movie is a complete departure from anything that happens in those games. And it's just not very they're just not very good. I mean, they're like I think I've seen all of them but one or maybe even all of them at this point because whatever like i'll just watch them because they're usually quick and i try to always support paul ws anderson and everything he does because he's such a punishment yeah auteur um but they're not they're not good like he did the monster hunter game and whatever it was okay but it wasn't like anything great some good cgi in it you always know uh, mia jovovich is going to be in any paul ws anderson movie playing the the protagonist <clears throat> so if you're a mia jovovich fan you got that going for you or america yeah the thing is like they just don't make any money like nobody cares about them because it's not a genre that people support but i guess with the witcher like people think well you know hey maybe here's something or you look at the fact that the video game industry is like one of the most recession proof like cash cows ever basically like billions and billions of dollars the video game industry generates every year. Sure. Do you um that's surprising. Do you wanna take a guess on what is the most uh what what has made I shouldn't say profitable, what's the highest grossing box office for a video game without I don't know if you've looked at this or not. So. No, I don't care. Okay. Um uh, is it a Mortal Kombat movie? No. Really? I mean, what? It was Mortal Kombat from the 90s, right? Like, um, which for the time period, I, I did well, right? Yeah, 124 million for 1995. So that's pretty That's pretty good for the time period. Um, Is it a Tomb Raider and, movie then? No. Is it a Resident Evil movie? No. Oh, then I have no idea. <laughs> Bless you. Making my allergies act up. <laughs> uh, you're you're making me get drunk talking about fucking Silent Hill. Um, so it is Warcraft actually. Um, is the highest grossing. Uh, what? Not grossing. Not grossing. Sorry. Um, highest box office of four hundred and thirty nine million. Um, and it's only because Detective Pikachu came out during a pandemic. Yes, it's very possible because Pikachu is um, right behind it at 433. That Warcraft movie is really good. Hmm. But I have no investment in the Warcraft universe, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I remember remember a friend of ours uh, that played the hell out of that game all the time and still said it was good. Um, So... Yeah, I don't have any opinion on it yeah. from that perspective. But I could, I mean, the movie itself is good. Like, it's yeah. an interesting movie. I just, mm. I don't know. Yeah. So there's, yeah, the Detective more... Pikachu, you're, you're, you were, you were close. It, it, it came, um, it came in second. Um, um, yeah, I mean, and that comes out. I don't know. That came out a year before the pandemic. Dude, look up and see if there, if you can look at an adjustment. And I know that that doesn't really count. I guarantee that if you adjust for inflation, that first Mortal Kombat movie no, it doesn't. No, I, I've really? done adjustment inflation. No, okay, I'll I'll do it for you real quick. Um, I but, know um, that movie made over a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I just 
I just told you. Um, it was yeah, it was 124 million. Um, yeah. That feels like this should be like seven billion dollars in modern money. <laughs> um, yeah, I've done I've I've done these exercises before. Um, uh, to know enough that it's not a, never as much as you actually think it is. Um, let's see. So, uh, anything you want to talk about? Oh, hold on. Give me the chagrin scores um, for both of these movies uh, overall. Uh, Silent Hill is like a six. Um, it's not like god awful, but it's also not any good. Dead or Alive is like a three. Okay. I mean, it's not. It's not great cinema, but it's um, it's enjoyable. Like I really, um, really enjoyed watching it. I wish I could. I wish there were sequels to it so I could watch more. To be honest, there are sequels. To no, I mean, anything direct to video. No. So the guy that directed it is Corey Corey Yuen. He's a uh, um, his last movie. I looked him up. Yeah, Hong Kong director. Uh-huh. See if I've seen anything else he's done. You have. Um. <clears throat> uh, he does one of the uh Jean Claude early movies. No, no retreat, no surrender. One of his first features. He did um one of the um. I've seen it in the blood. Yeah, he did a bunch of uh, Jet Li movies too. I think you've seen. Oh, never mind. That's not the same hero. No, I have seen that hero though. And I've seen the transporter. Right. So what, he was a martial artist for a long time? Is that right? He's in, like, all kinds like, of movies, so it looks like, yes. That is, dozens of films. It looks like yes, he has an actor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's funny, like, I guess no one would hire him as a director after Dead or Alive, because he acts for a while after that. Right. His most recent movie is 2016. Yeah. On Chinese Odyssey Part 3. Oh, I've seen this movie. I watched oh. these last year. Always surprising. I forgot about this. It's all that Monkey King shit. Like Journey to the West or whatever. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I am not. So just so you know, um, it equates to 237 million uh, from 124. Like Ridiculous. We did this during the blockbusters um, episodes where I had to like do like a lot of like look into like what things would be now and um, to test it out and it's it's never as much as you think. Um, you got to go back to like the forties and fifties for it to be as much as you think it is. Uh, actually, like the early eighties. No, no, seventies. No, it's the seventies. Isn't Se- E.T. Se- like the highest grossing movie, but just for inflation or something? What? Or close to it? Uh, why are you trying to make me? Um, we got nothing else to fucking talk about. Just look it up. <laughs> what year was ET? 82? All mm-hmm. right. Um, so it made 792 million. Yeah, that's got to um, be like like $1.6 billion in today's money. <laughs> all right. So it is $1.5 billion. Oh my God. You laughed at me, but I was really close. Um, Take that, Thanos. <laughs> All right. Um, 
highest grossing movies of all time. Um, let's look at this list. Um, it would rank it. I mean, look, it would rank it um, just above Avengers. First so, Avengers? First Avengers, right. What is what is going with the wind? That's really high too, right? Like going with the wind is some ridiculous adjusted for inflation total, I think. I honestly don't care about this information. It's just that like Yeah, well, okay, they're saying it's three point four four the they're saying that the at the international box office the inflation adjusted who is this guinness book of world records yeah you're right yeah 3.44 billion um for gone with the wind is what they estimate like guinness only, actually has it as like the highest grossing of all time yeah i only know this because there was an article on reddit like i don't know a couple months ago that was talking about it yeah not because of some kind of like real knowledge or anything Let's go ahead um, and bust the deal, spin the wheel. Yes. All right. Spin. You raggedy man. It is Baby's Day Out. Didn't Baby's do that Day already? Oh. No. Nope. Baby's Day Out is the category. Oh my god, I think I know what it's got to be. Oof. I'm, I'm red carding you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. I Even I think I know probably like what it has to be. Probably. Um... Now I've already seen both Baby Geniuses movies, so it's oh. not that. Oh, yeah. I oh. spent a. I was sick one weekend or one. <laughs> I, I called out of work, and I spent one morning watching the Baby Geniuses movies, mm. including Baby Geniuses Two Super Babies. Oh no! Oh no! No. Yeah, we'll see. No. I want. Well, I want. Hopefully, it's free on Peacock. If I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take a day to think about it, and then you're gonna mm. watch it yeah hopefully i think i know what it is and i think it's free on peacock so um i just don't want to spend money on it <laughs> but all right so uh next week baby's day out will put us exactly halfway through the spin chagrin um nice yeah good way to do it mm -hmm. this is this is one of my categories and i have been dreading this category coming up <laughs> right right yeah baby's day out is like uh to me is like kind of like synonymous with that category of like um what is it uh grown men acting like assholes like it's the yeah. same same thing to me like 100 percent, like awful i want i want i want a super deformed anthropomorphic baby with a cgi mouth <laughs> that says like terrible things i need to find that movie We'll see what I got. Yeah. We'll see. All right. I don't so, know. A baby can't really be anthropomorphic. I misused that word, but yes. Some disgusting, like super deformed monstrosity. With All a right. talking talking 
Oh my god, I wish I hadn't seen all the Look Who's Talking movies. You've seen, you've seen, the, isn't there a third one? Is there? I know I've seen the first And two. you've seen it? I don't know. I know I've seen the first two. Yeah. Is it like Look Who's Talking Now? There's, um, yeah, it is, yeah. It, am I right? Is that what it's called? You are exactly right, yes. Mm. Um, I have never... I've never seen the third one. I've seen the first two. I mean, I think you're. Um, I, I think if you've seen the second one, then you've never seen the third one. Um, but I, everybody's seen the second one because the first one's fun. It, it's it's fine. Um, but yeah, this oh, is no, what John but, Travolta was doing before Pulp Fiction. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. It's, pro- like, it's probably what John Travolta is doing in 2022. No, I mean, he's waiting for Zeton to come back from Planet <laughs> Moo Moo, and I don't know. All right, uh, what's the last thing? What's, what's don't cancel me, Scientologists. <laughs> There's somebody like right now in a car, just like watching, like like your blinds right now, like at that at that window. Nah. Um, just waiting. The windows are never open. Yeah. Um, what's the best thing you watched this week that's not going to be on a podcast I don't know all the best things I've watched this week are I mean I can give it to you because it's going to be like a million years away hmm. okay. um, the thing the thing I enjoyed the most was this fucking ridiculous monstrosity of a movie called um, Devil Story which is a French art house horror movie um, that is absolutely terrible, but is hilarious. Like one of the, <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's meant to be hilarious. If it's meant to be hilarious, it's one of the most brilliant movies ever made. And if it's not meant to be hilarious, then it's one of the saddest movies ever made because right. anyway. Um, and then the best thing I watched was actually a movie called The Majorettes. Um, early 80s horror movie directed by um, uh, Bill uh, fuck what's his name Hinsman who was the guy that played the first zombie in the original Night of the Living Dead the they're coming to get you Barbara zombie in the graveyard Um, Bill Hinsman made a career of directing like and acting in horror movies basically after that like that's Mm. just but super surprising and how much i enjoyed it um like to me on par with like toolbox murders but better i guess is the way i would describe like more coherent and less just like weird shit both of them are on tubi by the way okay both worth watching you're really you're pounding that tubi aren't you I realize that like there's so much I, the quality's terrible, but there's so many movies from like the 70s and 80s, just these low budget like grindhouse horror movies that they have on there. I mean, because I subscribe to Arrow and I get Shutter through um, AMC Plus, but like pound for pound, like nobody beats Tubi in terms of just like selection and variety and quality, and the fact that it's fucking free and they right. only make you watch like five minutes of commercials in the two-hour movie i mean right. if you can't sit through five hours of commercials you go to the movie theater you're going to watch 20 minutes of previews and it's the same fucking thing right. like just 
some of and some of the quality on Tubi is astounding. Like they have really good quality for some movies. Sure. But even like the lesser known stuff and like the stuff that they get for free or cheap or whatever, I assume it's still like always watchable and I don't know. It's it's a great channel. Tubi is the best streaming service that's available. Especially when you consider that it's a free service. When you take into consideration that it's free. <clears throat> It's Tubi and then it's Prime, and Prime is beat out by the fact that it's got the most abysmal interface um, when you're trying to search for something. When you're trying to search for something blindly, where you're just trying to find something to watch. You Prime mean is, if you're not searching, but like browsing. Browsing, right. Like okay. you're just trying to find something to watch. Prime right. is abysmal. Right. Um, but selection-wise, Prime is right up next to Tubi, but Tubi is just... Yeah, it's weird. HBO Max is getting prime level with its browsing. Um, I can't stand HBO Max. I don't know why I keep it. <laughs> it's actually one of the better services, I think. Um, well, yeah, it, it's also because like I get the Criterion shit, even though right. I, I may cancel the Criterion channel, just so you know. Right. I haven't watched a movie on Criterion in yeah months. But aside from stuff that we're watching for the podcast, like, sure. I pull it up, and it's like, oh, here's some lesser-known fucking Herbert Lom movie from 1947, where right. there's one di- line of dialogue that kind of predates LGBTQ. Yes. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, Criterion is falling into the trap that a lot of the streaming services are starting to fall into of fragmenting its audience down into such specific categories um that they're like not successful like it's like you know it's like hbo and netflix canceling things after one or two seasons because it's fragmenting its audience into very precise specific demographics criterion is doing the exact same thing except for criterion is even more absurd because it's like you have to go into the recesses of film that like nobody like cares about not because it's like you know because largely because it's like it wasn't good enough to ever be put into the mainstream ever um and while of course there could be a lot of reasons for why that is it's like you go back and like find these movies and it's like how many movies are actually good it's like one two out of like whatever well, fragmented they, category. They bury them. like you have to go through so much to find right anything on that fucking channel i don't know um and i can just go to my amc or turner classic movies portion of hbo max and i got sure. like 40 percent of the shit i care about on criterion anyway sure right i mean like th- that's the thing is when we did like uh the end of the year list which constantly have things that are like you know on something like criterion or something like that almost all of i think all of them last year um for all those year endless were on hbo max um so yeah, the only thing I, I watched... A, there's a ton of Fellini on here. Right. Yes. Yeah, and they don't go away. Like, most of them are, like, there. Like, I will say the Turner... Um, the um, the Turner Classic Movie stuff, though, is really reaching, like, a, like a skimming the bottom of the barrel. Um, I saw The Mask was on there. On ten, is, ten, 10 is on there as well. Mm. Do you know 10 with Bo Derek? Yeah, I, I've heard of that movie. I've never I'm, seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you watch it someday. <laughs> 
Um, I'm, I'm going to make you watch it just so you can feel bad about yourself. <laughs> I mean, do you think it will make me feel any worse than I feel normally already? Um, because while you subject yourself to a lot of shit, like, you know, I'm the oh, one. Oh, Bolero's on there too, man. They're in I'm love the, with I'm Bo the person Derek. who watched the, the last Craig Bond movie last night that's fucking three hours long. Yeah, you were drunk. Um, no, I, I, no it, actually, it was fine. Like, it was, it, was, it was the best one since Casino Royale. But that is only in the context that I did not like either of the last two movies between those three movies. Who knows? I watched all of them. Um, but um, someone you, you're, you're never going to watch it, right? The Bond movie? Yeah. No. Um, he dies at the end. Um, really? Yeah. Well, maybe I will watch it now. Wait a spoiler for me. <laughs> I um I definitely think that um there's readings of that movie that could be taken as a condemnation of Bond potentially um ultimately but um it, it, there is still too much of the fucking I'm such a man and like uh like watching Dr. No last year is maybe one of the worst experiences that i've had in a long time um (laughs) because it 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 recontextualized bond for me to the point where i fucking hate almost everything involving james bond because it's so rapey well that's 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 one aspect of it but that's the probably the biggest aspect of it um but yeah, I do. Then the last thing, just very quickly, because you'll never watch it. So, but um, I do want to update. I did finish all three seasons of Barry. Um, first season I think is really funny and it's a really good concept. Second season dips in quality. Third season, if you like dark comedy, is one of the most ridiculous, upsetting <laughs> things you'll ever see because it like drops a lot of the comedy and just goes super dark. Um, you've sold so, me on never watching it, so right, sure. Um, but um, I'm all, I'm and I just started last night. I started Vice Principals, um, because this is the summer heaster, um, of everything that like every comedy he's told me to watch. So um, <clears throat> I am um, I'm currently watching Vice Principals. Um, but yeah, no, I I think Barry's um for people that like like kind of like dark comedy is is good so i i mentioned that like five weeks ago or something like that and i figured i'd re-mention it person that you and i both know asked me today how you were doing yeah and i said uh good question mark (laughs) miserable question mark they're probably they're one in the same yes right how do you and 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 then and then i said you know pretty much the same that he's been for the 20 some years that i've known him so right you know, it's been um 23 years um right and um yeah pretty much the same i think i'm more relaxed than i used to be overall only because you don't have to interact with people as much mm, maybe mm. no i don't think that's true i mean yeah. look i am completely i you get some of the rants but it's like you know like like just think about my poor wife like you know like, like um 
I want on this like rant today about like how science like the current scientific method is bunk for like fucking five minutes straight because like they said it was going to rain and then um jesus christ <laughs> and then so- it, and, I, and i rushed to cut the grass and then it didn't rain and i went on like for five minutes about these uh... like these, these fucking <laughs> the <laughs> these fucking people that just want a resume line so like they like you know get a grant like you know and, and then go drop like buoys in the fucking water like with some devices and get drunk on a boat for five days um and then come back and measure the data and it's like fucking one like 0.001 percent of like the knowledge that we have towards meteorology and that's why they can't tell me if it's actually going to fucking rain or not um and i don't know whether i believe any of that whatsoever ever no but um you don't it's just because it affected you (laughs) yes because ultimately that's what matters that's exactly right let's go to the bar on saturday night how you feel about that (laughs) ain't gonna be busy it's gonna be beautiful see see how that affects your um your your mood and your opinion on people uh i um another example i was talking about um i was talking about like uh how i think a lot of politicians are um like a lot of like perception of politicians comes down to whether people think they are authentic one and then two, what that authenticity represents. And I was talking about um, our esteemed governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan, and any potential he had for um, running for president um, in the GOP. And um, None. I was, uh, well, I was saying this, like, I, I, he looks like he's sold insurance for the past 35 years. And I think that could be an everyman aspect of um, a lot of people. Um, and I was uh, referencing our friend um, Eric, and then um, my wife's friend um, uh, that is very similar to our friend. Uh, and I, um, and then who's I was our, wondering, who's our friend Eric? Do I know who? Yeah, W. Um, oh, okay. And um, and um i was i was sitting there and like i was like you know like that's who like those two people are going to look like in 30 years time um is like look exactly like that and they're going to act exactly like that like larry hogan yeah absolutely Hmm. um (laughs) and um and then i was like trying to figure out if they those two her friend and my friend had ever met before um they have not and then um i went on like a long thing about how like you know i think it would be the end of the world if they ever met because it would um open up into like a vacuum of good natured sterility um where the prime form of entertainment would be outmoded movies like goodfellas and comedies like tropic thunder um and i like tropic thunder and it would all be i who doesn't like tropic thunder i don't know um racist (laughs) and um and, and they probably and, like it a lot and you'd have a you'd have a favorite recliner and um you know it's like you have your choice of a specific uh fine beer or wine with a little snack on your table and what's your snack i mean i think it's i think that's the one thing you get a choice of in life well you got your favorite recliner you got to choose that unless all the choices were bad and you just settled into one 
I'm just saying, like, I'm I don't a fairly, like where this is going. I'm a fair. <laughs> I'm a fairly miserable. And look again, do I believe any of that? No, you don't believe anything. That's There's why you're something. going to hell. You know, you know, you know what my snack of choice is right now. I'm gonna let you know what. It, what is it? It's Slim, um sl- a Slim Jim variant. No, no, no. I'm not needing Slim Jims. I got these Triscuits that are rosemary and olive oil. No, that's a good Triscuit. Yeah. And um, Mertens or whatever the company that makes the cheese spreads. Mm-hmm. They got this goddamn pub cheese now. So I put a little bit of that pub cheese on top of a rosemary and olive oil Triscuit. That's good. Fucking amazing. I'm sure that's really good. Um, it's it's super good because I can't do it, but um, but I'm sure that's really good. Uh, Brandy bought these um baked goods from Costco last week that are these coffee muffins. Mm. Um, I was uh, and then I got suspicious when I looked at these coffee muffins. Um, because there was no other than the ingredients there was no dietary data on these baked goods it led me down a rabbit hole like trying to research like is there like you know is there like a thing with baked goods where you don't have to include that because restaurants have to like include on their menus now like you know like fucking calories and all that kind of stuff so i was curious went down a rabbit hole i see no reason why costco is not listing this and how it's not illegal um but that was through only 10 minutes of research i could have dug deeper but eventually i did figure out like oh well let me look and see if there's like data on like how many calories these are you want to know how many calories like one of these muffins is 750 damn good job 740 yeah you know i know that how because i went out to get a drink and a snack from the commissary today and (laughs) are you in the gulag (laughs) like what the it's 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 what i because it's called the canteen but i can never remember the word canteen for some reason but i can always remember commissary. do i need to send you some money for cigarettes yeah i need i i need you to drop a 20 so i get some ramen and some you got cash up like yeah no no you you gotta gotta just leave it in my commissary so so i went out there and i was like oh maybe i'll get a snack and every single thing i picked up was like 600 calories 500 calories 129 percent of your daily sugars and i'm like i can't eat any of this fucking garbage and there was this thing that was like this mrs fields muffin or something Mm -hmm. and i was like let me see how much this thing is because this is probably terrible and it was like 750 calories right right yeah you know what i ended up getting for a snack what not a goddamn thing (laughs) you just took it you just took the you just took the pangs yeah well no i had a banana in my office ate the banana oh okay i want a banana i want it like something like sweet or salty or something like not sure bananas are sweet but you know sure yeah i understand like i'm not a big sweet person but salty i understand um that stuff's no good for you like all that shit's garbage too yeah but know. like i don't know you can you can you can eat pretzels that are salty and like you know pr- to me pretzels for some reason for me and my physiology like fill me up more than like say a banana too um, many carbs for me though usually right like a whole package right. of them yeah that's why i always that's probably been- why my face gets real red sometimes yeah that's just why I always have bananas. Like I will constantly have a bunch of bananas both at home and at work. So if I get peckish, I see the goddamn banana and hate my life. I also have packs of tuna for the same reason. Oh, okay. Like the um sixteen ounce like rip off packs. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Um, that are like 
90 calories or something like that do you get do you get flavors with the tuna mm-hmm. i get the um the spicy thai chili and yeah. the sweet and spicy oh and spicy spice thai chili is good does that ever yeah, give you really heartburn good. though nah i don't no. get heartburn from anything i'm a fucking tank um i also get the lemon and pepper yeah, i really like a lot but i also keep um mayonnaise and sriracha in my refrigerator at work mm-hmm. and i just get the albacore and water and i put it in a bowl and I squeeze like a tablespoon of mayonnaise and two tablespoons of sriracha and then mix it up with a fork and just eat that shit out of a bowl. Like a that, fucking... Didn't we talk about that on the best 30 minutes episode? Maybe. It's delicious though. When I like thought I was all special because I was mixing mayonnaise and sriracha and you're like, yeah, I do that with tuna all the time. <laughs> like you fucking plebe. <laughs> yeah, just saying. I, I mean, it's... Um... Welcome, welcome to 2004, I guess, when people discovered sriracha. I don't know. It was later than 2004. It was like 2010. <laughs> right. It was like the year that like Silent Hill 2 came out or something. It um, was 2006. No. 2006 I don't know when the that first was. one. 2012 was the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So next next week, midpoint of fucking spin chagrin. Um, baby's is, day out. Baby's day out. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Deuces.